0: I proof get back it talk it their talk movies talk it talk it talk their movies talk it talk it talk their movies talk it talk it talk their movies so tell me shut up i do what i want I tell all i want I do what I want, I do what I want, I do what I want, do do what I want. All official. Bada boom, bada bang, party people, what is happening and welcome to another edition of Talking During Movies, the podcast where we take key moments and quotes from a film to drive a conversation and this one folks this is awesome these are special to me i have a daughter and one of the things that uh in a legacy of doing this podcast is i want her to know that not only have i surrounded her with strong women in her life but i've used anything i can professionally to glean moments from other women that are professional and successful in doing things differently and breaking barriers, so that when she gets older, she can look back on these things and hopefully glean some information, glean some insight, glean something that obviously, as as a dad, maybe I can't give her that she can get somewhere else. So, Manit, Sean, thank you so much for being here. You are one of the busiest people. I, I, I mean you're on TV, you're writing books, you're running restaurants, you got breweries. Oh, and let's not forget, you got a family.
1: The toughest thing. yes, (laughs) That's the toughest hat to
0: wear. (laughs) That's the, you're, you're balancing a lot of plates and yet you find time to do this. Thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate you coming on.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm like, this is so fun. And, you know, uh, w- when they were telling me, I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, absolutely. Like,
0: so fun. So fun. So random. Uh, so, you know, uh, we do the things, list of movies. You sent some great movies over We picked Dante's Peak. What is it about Dante's Peak that you like besides that handsome Pierce Brosnan?
1: Oh my God. So uh, Dante's Peak is so much more than, um, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, the movie is great, no questions about it. But to me, it was everything around that movie, which is greater. So, um, you know, I I was in India at that time, Uh, I was doing my undergrad. And this was the first time that I had left home. Um, and, uh, you know, I went to this really small town in India called Manipal to do my undergrad. And the big, big city right next to that was Bangalore, where my grandparents used to stay. And my, my dad came to visit me. Um, and I had gone to visit him. And this was the first time that just him and me, we went to see a movie. And after seeing the movie, I took him to a pub and it was the first time that both of us had beers together so to me this entire experience is what makes it so um so special and the fact is like there weren't a lot of english movies which were being shown in india at that time and this was one of those which is um you know both of us love the you know the 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 crazy uh, adventure like natural disaster and how people like just get through it. So yeah. And Piers Brosnan also. Like those were the times that Remington Steel was so huge. Yes. So I know I'm dating myself <laughs> completely, but um, but yeah I mean Piers Brosnan also was very easy on the eye.
0: Yes he is. You know it's it's interesting your your description of this and uh and the the, the connection it's symbiotic to the experiences of what you create for families every time they walk into your restaurant. It's like you've taken a moment in time and you decided to make that a life's mission for everyone else.
1: I mean, that is true, right? Like if you think about it, people, whenever I talk to them about movies and Vivek, and my husband and I, we are big movie buffs, right? To us, we always talk about um, the fact that the movie could be fantastic right but if you're not with the right company or if the entire experience is not like nurturing or amazing you will walk out not not caring much about the movie so to us it is each and every experience which it's it's the people who make the movie Mm -hmm. and I think and I think that is what is very important at least for me like you know all of these movies that I have fallen in love with are because of some personal connection
0: to it i love it well let's hit play and let's keep talking here and if a little pop-up comes up just click that screen closed and we got the universal coming around so you've got coffee i um, you know i live an airport lifestyle uh and i also i love local breweries i love to support local businesses so before we get to your socials and how people can connect with you let's talk about first how people can more Em, um, emotionally and physically connect with you, and that's through your restaurants. So tell us about your restaurants, where they're at, you know, how people can find them online, all of that good stuff. As I crack open a fourth tap Kung Fu beer, IPA, pretty delicious, not gonna lie.
1: Cheers. Cheers,
0: my friend, cheers. cheers.
1: <laughs> so um, we've got uh, four uh, restaurants in Nashville, uh, Chohan Ale and Masala House, which is a, a really fun ale house with Indian food. Then we have Tan So, which is a Chinese concept. We have Mockingbird, which is an Americana concept. These three restaurants are in the North Gulch, right next to each other. So if any of you are planning to do like a tour of the world, you know, just just visit, just go around the block and you would have like tasted all cuisines possible. And then our newest baby is Chattable, which is in West Nashville. Um, And that has Indian street food. So a lot of fun concepts. Mm. We also have a brew park in Murphysboro, which is, you know, south of Nashville. That's in that uh, uh,
0: Franklin Thompson Station, uh, Nolansville no, area, right? Uh,
1: no, we actually, uh, that, that became too small for us. So now we've moved oh. to 80, like 83 acres of land in <sighs> Borough which has uh-huh. um, yeah it's like you know go big or go home kind of stuff and we we have uh four uh breweries under that umbrella there is mantra there is a hops uh there is a steel barrel humorless project um and uh uh did i say steel barrel i'm just losing and hop springs hop springs is our uh the brew park And this is on 83 acres of land. We have been doing a lot of live concerts, especially given last year, because Mm -hmm. we've got all of this land. We go ahead and make these pods. So everybody has their own pod and just, incredible uh, music and beer. And we have these, uh, you know, food trucks which show up. So it's a great, and then we have disc golf, uh, you know, there is a dog park. So you can just make a whole day out of it. And it's beautiful, like sitting on the patio on these rocking chairs, just seeing the rolling Tennessee Hills, you know, in in the horizon, it's just everything that, that you would want.
0: A small slice of paradise right there. You Absolutely. know, my, my wife's been talking to me a lot about moving to Nashville from Austin to Nashville, get closer to her family. And we've gone a couple of times, but you know, I am always like, all right, but you know, Austin's got this brewery vibe. We got the park. Now you're explaining this park. Uh, and we're looking at houses in Murfreesboro and Franklin. And-,
1: and it is, you know, and what we love about moving over here is like, it's such a great place to raise kids. You said you have a daughter, right? How old is yes, she? She's seven. Oh my God. So um, uh, my son is six and daughter is nine okay. and we absolutely love raising our kids over here. It is just, uh, you know, like fantastic. So yeah, I mean, I would, I would also, uh, you know, join join hands with your wife and trying to convince <laughs> you guys
0: to move here. We're getting pretty close. We're, we're definitely looking at houses. It's a hot market, but it's a beautiful area. Uh, is- you know, question for you is, I wonder, you know, I. How do you balance? You know, I've I've heard this, and I haven't had the privilege yet to go to to go to India. It's it's on my bucket list because of one thing that a friend told me: it was when you when the plane lands and you get off the plane the first time in India. Oh, exactly. It is, and it goes adjacent. It's not one thing. It's color. It's movement. It's people. It's aromatic smells. It is everything, and I wonder how you balance that with creating food and at the same time making sure that people feel that pop.
1: So uh, like what your friend was saying is, is what I tell everybody, going to India is a sensory overload. I spend half my life over there and I still go back and I'm overwhelmed and I'm like, you know, it's 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 the happy place. It's like the colors, the sounds, the smells. It's like, you're like, what, what should I focus at? You can't, right? Like you're like a bobblehead, right? That's that's basically what it is. The um the the fun part uh, about your question is that in my life there is nothing known as balance, right? And I have embraced the fact because people are like, how do you embrace work, family? Wh- what I I embrace everything. I don't balance it. Because I think I think balance is a myth, right? Um, I think I am off balance. That's why I can do what I can do. And I mm-hmm. love it and I embrace it. Um, to me, I have um, I think I've reached that stage. And these are things which come with age, right? I, I know if you would have asked the same question to, you know, many 10 years ago, it would have been a completely different answer because you evolve with age. I think to me, one of the biggest things is that I have... I have reached that stage where I'm very comfortable with who I am. I am proud of where I came from. I came from these really, you know, um, humble beginnings and, and strong flavors. And, you know, uh, I, I love that. I'm very comfortable where I've ended up uh, at, right? I, I'm over here in, in Tennessee, in the South. Uh, y'all, I I'm, I'm sure my accent gives it away. But th- the fun part of the thing is that Because I'm very comfortable of who I am, it's very easy for me to to make my own signature, right? So, Mm -hmm. which is in form of my dishes. My dishes are, I pay homage to where I am. I'm in the south, so we have things like, you know, Nashville's, uh, I mean, Chohan's Ode to Nashville, the hot chicken pakoras, right? Hot mm. chicken is a religion over here. Pakoras is something I grew up with. So those are the things that I realized that if I can just get the best of, you know, my experiences, and I can present that in front of people, then it is, it's success. Uh, I think early on, I realized that um, the trick is to cook your own food right mm-hmm. I, I have I have a particular style I cannot do tweezer cuisine that's not me right <laughs> I love uh, you know wholesome rustic colorful riot of colors it's a little bit of me on the plate and I think as long as you're comfortable with who you are you just you just do you um, I mean and not in an obnoxious way but in a way that pleases people so I think that that's that's what's worked for me
0: Nice. Now, the softball question, the easy question is, Dante's peak, explosions, pressure, what's it like navigating a, navigating a kitchen? And we'll get to that later. But the harder question is Dante's peak, explosion, pressure. The people out there in this world, after a year of lockdowns all over the world, the pressure of that Every time I see a picture of you on Instagram, every time I see you on TV, you've got a smile on your face. And I know some of that is because, hey, you're you're bringing joy to people. But internally, you and, you and your husband, you've married, I want to hear that story of how you've met. And then for the people out there listening who have had a year of struggle, tell them about how you guys work through a struggle, what that's like, you know, because The the kitchen is a rough and tumble place. There's curse words. It's quick. It's it is not a place to be nice. It's not a place to dance around feelings. It's like, no, you messed up this burger. Do it again. But you don't talk to your significant other the same way. So there's problem solving in the kitchen, but then there's problem solving at an emotional level where still things are hot and high, but you're connected differently. How do you how do you you know, without the world of balance, how do you go from hot in the kitchen to a family and keeping things on par with the hubby?
1: So, um, Vivek and I we met when we were doing undergrad in India.
0: Oh, this nice! Is in
1: Ninety, I would say ninety-five.
0: Ninety-five. Okay, so yeah. we're, on the, we're, on the, we're 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 ninety-five as well. So we're on the same page yeah. on undergrad.
1: But. Um, But we like we knew of each other. He was a year senior to me. So we knew of each other. And then, um, you know, he left. He went to do his master's in the University of Bournemouth in England. I came here to go to the CIA. We never we were never in touch. (laughs) And uh, he uh, got a, um, you know, he he got a placement in Hyatt Lake Tahoe while I was in New Jersey. And uh, there was, uh, you know, he, he had some downtime. So he came to visit one of our common friends who was in New Jersey. And literally, th- that was it. We, uh, you know, we connected. The, the thing with us is that uh, both of us are scorpions. So we have very, very strong opinions. I mean, our house is Dante's uh, <laughs> than Yeah. But I think the fun part is that um, you know, um, Vivek's paperwork was being processed when 9-11 happened and then everything you know, kind of shut down. So he went back, um, he got this incredible job offer in Southeast Asia. So he was um, overlooking this really big chain of hotels in China, Singapore, Hong Kong, and Indonesia. In fact, he was like a named the Businessman of the Year in Indonesia when wow. he was over there. Um, and the incredible part is that you know these were days before um, FaceTime
0: mm-hmm. or
1: uh, like if we had to make international calls, I had to go to the gas station, buy those cards, scratch it out, do the number, and then you know call. And we had a four- year long distance relationship and long distance in the sense that my paperwork was being processed so I couldn't travel out. And because he had gone out and there is a stipulation on a J1 that you can't come back for some time, he couldn't travel back in. So we had a four year long distance relationship, which to me, I think is such a big um, was a really big gift because both of us in our mind, we knew that we had somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. So we weren't like. Looking for for somebody because we you know we were secure with the fact that we had each other, and um, that was also the time that our careers were really taking off. So, I mean, we could co- concentrate on that completely. So, so that's how it, it is. And and the thing is that um, uh, we you know after all of this time and two kids, I, I think one of the biggest things is that the foundation of who we are. Is respect, right? Mm-hmm. It's friendship. It's respect, and um, it's not that we don't have fights. Of course, we have fights, like yeah. right. And then we like we don't talk to each other for two, three days, and then we are like, okay, hey, how are you? What's up? And then we we continue. And I've got to tell you the funniest thing: when we just opened shohan ale and Masala House, um, I was in the kitchen, and Vivek was in the front, and um, this is around six years back and uh, we were busy because this was like one of the first celebrity chef places opening in Nashville so everybody was like uh so he comes into the kitchen and he's like where is that freaking naan (laughs) I'm like get the fuck out of my kitchen (laughs) my our entire team they are like they didn't know how to react because it was the first time that they had really seen us this thing they are like, oh my God, mommy and daddy are fighting. What do we do? Uh, <laughs> exactly in five minutes, everything like calm down and stuff. And Vivek is like, so you're ready? Are you done? Shall we go home? I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go home. And they're like, what just happened? <laughs> We're like, this is what it is. I I, I do think, uh, yeah.
0: I, but is that not four years of learning how to communicate and, yeah. and, and being reliant yeah. solely on communication, right? Solely
1: on communication. And the only reason that, that like there has to be this blind trust in each other to yeah. to you know to just navigate those waters and then it was like yeah after four years we we're like this is it let's let's get married and that's what we did
0: I love it my uh, my wife and I we got we got married in Thailand oh. and uh we met this couple from India they had they had just gotten married so they were there on their honeymoon my wife and I were going to get married on the beach there and literally had nothing booked or planned. And so Rohit and his wife, we meet them by the pool. We're kind of chatting it up with them. We're having a good time. And uh, he says, hey, you know, Jay, when's your wedding? And we're chatting it up. And I said, I think we'll probably do it tomorrow. He's like, you have no plans. Like, he's, he's so stressed for me. Poor Rohit. He's just like, dude, come on, like just a little something. And I'm like, yeah, we'll find it. So the next day we're riding around the scooter. We find this minister who speaks English, who's can do the beach on the, do the wedding on the beach and get everything set up. So I go, Rahid, it's actually the next day we're going to do it. He goes, what time? I'm like, ah, four o'clock, something like that. And he's just, he just, he's, please, a little planning. This is your wedding. And he's, you know, And his wife's talking to my wife and we're just so chill. And so it comes to the day and he goes, would you mind if I watch? I've never seen a Western wedding. And I'm like, of course. He's like, yeah, please. So, he, and he comes up to me and I'm standing by the beach and he goes, I have a question. I go, sure. He goes, where's the, the music? And I'm like, oh, you know, they don't have a plug-in for my iPhone. So I couldn't play our favorite song. He goes, no, no, the music, you know, Western Weddings, you guys got a song. I was like, ow, oh, they plug in, doesn't work. Don't worry about it. He goes up and all he just knows the first jam, right? So it's like, and then just keeps repeating because that's all he knows. God bless him does the wedding march for my wife and gets other tables involved. Then I tell him, I got this idea. We're probably going to jump in the pool as our last picture. He kicks everyone out of the pool and makes them stay out of the pool while he's watching the wedding. So it's perfectly flat. So when we jump in, it's the big splash, the the whole thing, super nice. So I look at my wife, the minister comes over and he goes, hey, uh, can you do me a favor? And I said, sure. Uh, I go, well, get over here. I need someone to sign my this wedding certificate as a witness. Guy starts crying. You want me? I'm like 100%. Like, dude, we've hung out a couple of days now. We're I, I we're friends. Like, I make friends fast and easy. We are friends. I don't generally like people, but when I like them, we're fast for friends. We're easy. He signs it to this day. We are still friends. We chat on Instagram. He's over in, uh, I think, uh, Yemen right now working on some engineering project. He's some rock star over there. But to hear him talk about what they went through, he, he and his wife, and and how their wedding went, and then for him to see our wedding, and then we're watching our kids grow up together through technology, I mean, it, it, it's those things, those connections, those communication points, those stories that i believe and with yours and what you've gone through i firmly believe those fuel food
1: you know it's so funny you're telling the story of your um your wedding uh vivek and i did the same thing <laughs> we, w- we went to india to get engaged the small event ended up being 300 people with one day notice <laughs> we're like we're not doing this so literally <laughs> memorial day memorial day uh, both um uh like there were five people at our wedding uh my sister brother-in-law our common friend who had introduced the two of us Vivek and me flew to Lake Tahoe because like it has a special place uh, in the heart and um we are driving around we're like ah oh, that beach looks good okay so let's get married there and that's what we did did not compromise on our clothes or jewelry but that's what we did that's how we got married so, I love it. So it really, it really depends on you know, the day you're talking to us, like when we exchanged our woes or vows. But that's, that's basically what it was. But that's incredible. I love
0: it. You know, I, I, I love the sharing of experience. Uh, it, it used to be, and I, I, want, I wonder if this is a challenge for you, right? It used to be like, hey, do you want great Indian food? Go to London. Yeah. Best in the world. Yep. I, I would argue the US is coming up pretty hot. With bringing chefs in and new ideas in, and that brings me to, you know, once again, your restaurants and also your cookbook. How do you teach a society? No offense to the American cuisine, which is the hamburger with lettuce and tomato. I mean, we we eat pretty simple. Even fried chicken, we can make it complex, but generally, generally speaking, the American palate and complexity of layers is, is really not there. How do you help people develop layers of complexity, food and bring how, you know, because the, the cookbook is, is a beautiful thing, right? It really is. It's paint by numbers to get here. And then hopefully people experiment outside of that, like add a jalapeno, you know, <laughs> throw in some extra paprika, get crazy. Uh, you know, how do you, how do you run through that of um, of taking our kind of not bland palettes, but just, we just, you know, we're kind of bringing everything in.
1: I, you know what, I I don't, uh, I actually don't agree with that. I think okay. that America is one of the, the best melting pots in the world, right? Only because it's it's a land of immigrants. So they have been people who are, you see different pockets. I mean, the fact that sushi is available at, you know, at gas stations though, of course I wouldn't recommend <laughs> <the> gas- <laughs> about it right think think, about it like I think as people travel more and the best part about you know uh, being in America is that there is that ease and accessibility to travel right there you know people do have that um, you know that um, that need to travel right and and Mm -hmm. that is incredible and that that results in people traveling around the world and coming back with flavors, right? Like when you were in Thailand, right? I'm, I'm sure that they were flavors that, that blew your mind, which oh. you will not get over here, but you appreciate flavors. And I think that is what it is. A lot of the times I do think that a lot of people do take, um, um, my biggest rule of thumb is don't expect your, don't assume that your audience is uh, you know ignorant of spices. They are not. Right. You've got to respect them for the palate that they get, uh, you know, to uh, to the table. And it might, be, it might be different. It might not be the spices that you have grown up with, right? But the fact is that I find people are a lot more adventurous in trying new flavors. Uh, and it's just, it's a slow process. England, the food is great because of the history that England has had with India, right? Like they were mm-hmm. ruling us for centuries, right? And that's why they, there is like things like khichdi or even chicken tikka masala. That is a part of their regular diet, right? Um, America and India hasn't had that much of a uh, uh, right, uh, like history. But I think we chefs are getting there and it, it is going to get there. It's going to get in the mainstream. You have started seeing like frozen chicken tikka masalas in, you know, in, in Kroger's in public. So you know that there is something that you're doing right.
0: And I, and I, and I mean, I, I love Indian, it's It's funny uh, from Indian food to going into Indian restaurants to Thai food. My favorite thing is I'm like, I like it hot. I love heat. And they look at me and they're like, you pale 50 year old Irishman, don't, I don't wanna see you melt, all right? The sunrise, you get a sunburn. sun. I'm like, I don't want the top of my head to sweat. We're in Thailand and I tell the chef, I'm like, I want it hot. He brings it, I'm like, that's not hot. I want it Thai hot. And he's like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, I promise. I want Thai hot. So the third day they finally, at this resort, they finally bring me this Kosoi guy, a red stew from, from, from Northern Thailand fried drumsticks in there. It's got beautiful, large spinach leaves and mustard leaves. And it's just, and then he's got the chili flakes on top and then he's got this oil. And I know when they put the oil, I'm like, all right, now we're getting some heat. Cause now I've got like, I got the concentration from the seeds. My wife looks at me, my collar's wet. My hair's patted down on the top from all the sweat. She's like, honey, are you okay? And I'm just like, I'm so happy. (laughs) I'm so happy, this is so hot and my gums are burning and honey come here come here come here feel my stomach you can feel the heat from oh, the yeah. food from my st- <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> she's like I don't think this is healthy I'm like no I could not be happier I oh, could man. not be happier with this because that you know that people a lot of times they can you obviously you know you throw a ghost pepper oil on something there's no flavor left it's just frying your mouth but the layers of what indian food and thai food do the layers of heat with these back ends of sweetness these little curve balls that kind of come through and then the smokiness and the cha and then the bread it's different
1: it it, folks
0: it's just it's different than, it than hot spicy
1: heat is such a different um, it's a very different story like you need to get uh, like you know with heat it has to build it mm-hmm. cannot be it cannot hit you right over here it cannot hit you right over here you build the heat and i think that is what makes it spectacular i cannot do i i i don't like doing too much heat i'm like, you, so we're not going to see you on hot
0: ones anytime no. soon
1: Absolutely. Absolutely not. Unless, unless I'm, unless I'm in the sidelines laughing at people who are in inflicting pain on themselves. That's that'll be. Let's the-
0: let's put Vic on hot ones, and then oh, we'll just sit God. back and laugh. Done. <laughs> so, tell us about your cookbook real quick. So, tell us about this. So, and and also, I want to know first, how do you write a cookbook? Because I think that is going to, I think, in my mind, it seems harder than writing a book, because writing a book is like words to pages. Writing a cookbook, you've got to think about everyone from beginner to expert reading this, and how they're going to navigate these waters.
1: So I, I wish I could take more credit uh, for this. So uh, the name of the cookbook is Chat. Chat mm-hmm. means to lick uh, when you translate it from uh, Hindi, and it's also Indian street. Ooh. And growing up in India, like Indian street food is such a regular, I mean, it's like in Thailand, right? Like you see it in each and every corner and it's incredible and amazing. So the idea was that uh, charts have really uh, influenced me as a chef. So uh, to me, what was important was, you know, just to pay homage to all of these street vendors and these, you know, uh, the street food uh, chefs. Um, The process for me was kind of easier because I joined hands with... Um, a cookbook author, Jodi, who's a great friend of mine. The first time we went to India to research for the cookbook was when my daughter was just born. So nine years ago. So this idea has been in our mind forever. And then life happened and she was doing something. And I started all of these businesses and then we reconnected again. And um, I, uh, like, we were really fortunate to find an incredible editor, So uh, Raquel Perez from like, you know, Clarkson Potter, Penguin uh, Random House, like she um, she loves Indian food. And because of that, she could give us great direction on how to format, how to lay like how to like our ideas were like all over the place. And then she brought it together and then helped helped us figure it out. So we went to India to to do photography for the book. It was in. 2019, 2019, March, April, we went to India seven days, we went to seven different cities, like incredible. So, so what was, what was um, important for me was, I didn't want the photographs to be staged, I wanted it to be organic, because that's what the book is, I wanted the book to flow, I wanted the book to have this, like, when people pick it up uh, you know and they, they feel that they're transported to india which in in a way really worked out because last year when the book came out everybody was in lockdown right and people kept on saying like oh my god we and i and i was really disappointed because my my idea of a book tour was last book we did a book tour was in a bus we did 10000 uh, miles in 30 days wow. we went to- Four cities we were sleeping in the bus like my face was like it was a rock star bus right so we we we, we were doing that and it was like just amazing and incredible but um so I, I was like really disappointed I'm like I, I wouldn't be doing something over the top this year and the fun part was that um because people were at home, they loved the book so much more. Because through the book, they could vicariously travel through India.
0: I was and going that, to ask you that. <clears throat> yes. Do you think your photos of live street food gave people two reasons to look through your book? One, to vicariously travel. Two, to look at recipes.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> I, I think that that is one of the biggest. That was one of the biggest things. Just to have that. Um, that connection, and people kept on like reaching out. They're like, "Oh my god!" And and because of that, they were like, "Okay." I think also because of being in lockdown and they couldn't go out and do anything else, I think they were a lot more experimental in trying new things because they didn't want to do the same old thing over and over again. So so I think yeah, I think that's what it worked. It, I it like worked it. Out.
0: You know, <clears throat> speaking of lockdown, and you know, uh, I I know this is close to your heart, and we are doing better over here in the US. But unfortunately, you know, your home country is, is struggling and and you've worked hard and you've posted a lot on your social. Uh, <clears throat> where can people go to help your country? We're, we're very blessed here. And I don't think people realize exactly how blessed we are with, you know, we when our gripe is the logo on the front of a door that lets you use the restroom. When that's our biggest concern, that's going to Capitol Hill. When that's what's the fight. When that's where people are, we are torn apart because of a of a of a sign on a bathroom. When that's our thing, we're very blessed. Yeah. So, folks, one, recognize that this, this podcast is, is, is global, obviously, but we, we, have a, we have a very large footprint here in the U.S. And so I want our U.S. resident people to know how blessed we are, to know that if you're going to get a cup of coffee at Starbucks in the morning and spending five bucks, you're blessed. You start. It might be your last five bucks, but guess what? You still got five bucks on Starbucks. You're blessed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I'll for the wonderful good. people of your country that, you know, how can we help? how can we help, where can we go, what can we do?
1: So right now, I mean, like, you know, the need in India is it's, it's tremendous. Um, and uh, I think all of us are doing our small part. I wish that there was a lot more that I could do, but I am, um, you know, working with the World Central Kitchen, okay. which is Jose Andres's uh, organization. And what I love about, you know, Chef Andres is that where people need, help he shows up right because food is such an ultimate form of nourishment for the soul for the stomach mm-hmm. so a world central kitchen is working with uh, chefs um and restaurants in india and providing meals fresh hot home cooked you know meals for frontline workers who are who have been just tirelessly fighting against this crazy like war against covid so um I mean, people can go to the World Central uh, Kitchen website. There is, you know, they can donate over there for COVID in India, uh, and uh, just increase the the awareness, uh, like whatever. And no no amount is too small. Like, you know, if you think of a dollar, a dollar is around I think seventy five rupees in India right now. Okay. Seventy five rupees is it's 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 a good amount of money. So, so that's what we need to do. We just need to go ahead and help, have empathy, right? Uh, and, and I always believe that once, whatever you send out in the world does come back to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's the reason earlier you were saying that you smile a lot, right? The reason why I smile a lot is because I strongly believe, first of all, it's easier than being nasty. And second <laughs> of all, I'm like, you know, if you send it out in the world, it will come back to you. So that's, that's what I live with. That's the I like- mantra I live
0: with. I like that you know I, I'm working with a group of people and uh, I, I, as well as a young performing artist named uh, Taylor Taylor Jade and we are uh, we're working on a project to use her social influence and some other people's social influence to feed a million kids ah, a day That's amazing like it's just, but it's it's like hey buy this sweatshirt right I'm covering the hard costs this sweatshirt's 5 dollars you buy it for 20 the hard right. cost is five.
1: Right. It's out the
0: door. It's gone. Right. Fifteen, feeding kids. Like I. This is. I think you know, and and you're doing this. I. I it's, it's rare because you don't see it a lot, right? You see guy doing it. I see you doing it. I see a couple other doing it. Where you're using your influence as social influence. You're using your your experiences as as social experience. That uh, that you're taking your heritage your food as, as a, as a social experience that says, Hey, I'm going to bring you over here. And then I'm also going to share with you now that I've got you here and I've shared this beautiful food and and I've invited you over and you're part of my community. Now that you're here, I've got a challenge for you because we're lucky because we're sitting here at this table. I got a people over at this table. They're a little far away. We got to help them. We we, got to help them.
1: It's, it's kind of crazy, like, you know, these are, you know, I'm on these uh, group chats, WhatsApp and stuff with, you know, friends who I went to school with. And these are people who obviously with means, these are people with, you know, with connections and, and they are struggling finding oxygen, right? Hospital beds, things that like, things that we don't think of, over here, right? Like, uh, I mean, I can't tell you how blessed we are that life has value over here. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: In a lot of other countries, it doesn't.
0: It's true. It is. How do you, as a mom, how do you create that balance of sharing or do you share with your kids what's happening in your home country, how lucky they are, but then also how they can build their future that allows them the same benefits that you have, while at the same time helping people around the world.
1: So, I mean, Vivek and I—we are very, um, we are very upfront with the kids, right? We have since the time they've been really young. We've told them that, you know, we we are blessed. We work very, very, very hard to reach where we, where we have. <laughs> Uh, and whatever we can do in our part to help people who are not as fortunate as us, we've got to do that. Uh, and I think that is, it, it, it's a big thing that we constantly instill in the kids. So we are definitely not shielding them from the truth of the world. I mean, this is what the world is. We don't want them to be shocked, like, what? I never knew that. No, absolutely not. Like, even when, you know, there there is a leftover, you're like, they are kids who do not have this kind of food, so mm-hmm. just take what you need. So, so those are things. I mean, yeah, given granted the fact that they are young, but if you don't start talking to them when they, they are young, you just can't expect them to understand once they get older.
0: I like that. Yeah, I, I share with my daughter a lot of stuff. You know, she's yeah. she's been coming to business meetings with me since she was three months old, uh, and I like to share a lot of stuff with her. I like to let her know how blessed she is, A, but B, then how she can give back. And it's amazing. You know, people are like, why would you do that? I'm like, well, you should see the way kids respond. Yeah. Because kids respond in an amazing, amazing way.
1: They have so much more empathy and heart than than adults do.
0: They and do. And it's like
1: so beautiful.
0: Then she's like, I mean, she was sitting down. We were uh, during the, we had some snow here in Austin and obviously, you know, it threw yeah. us for quite a loop. And, you know, my daughter's like, well, what about the people who don't have a house, Dad? Like, where are they going to eat? And she's like, let's pack lunches and drive around and find people to give food to.
1: Oh, my God. That is so beautiful. (laughs)
0: Like, and she goes, and she looks, she goes, Dad, you're from Montana. You can drive in the snow. Oh,
1: my God. I love
0: that. (laughs) I'm like, thanks. You're going to put me in the gauntlet? She goes, better. I don't know how to drive.
1: Oh, my God. That is that is amazing.
0: Kids, kids are awesome, right? Um, you know, it's it's a uh, it's it's a crazy thing, and I, I wonder in the in that world of where kids are at and how awesome they are. Have you thought of doing a kids cookbook or? bringing the kids i mean i see you on, on instagram right you've got the kids in the kitchen i've seen you on different shows where the whole family's been involved how how accessed are they into your kitchen
1: oh my god total total though of course my daughter is uh whenever i tell her that do you want to cook uh, she thinks that cooking means being on tv it's not, <laughs> it, it doesn't mean that. Like, you know, she's like yeah if you if you're recording me i'll i'll go ahead and cook with you but um to me i think because I'm a chef, right? Mm-hmm. I use the kitchen as a, as a teaching life tool, right? For example, when I am cooking, I have to have all the ingredients out in front of me. Like, you know, in, as you know, in the kitchen world, it's called the mise, right? And I, I tell them, I'm like, look at this. I have everything in front of me because I have everything in front of me. I have thought through the entire recipe. My end result is going to be absolutely spectacular so that's what you need to do in life you need to do your homework you need to have everything that you need in life accessible right because Mm -hmm. if you don't what is going to happen is that you're not setting yourself up for success so I am one of those those geeky moms who absolutely uses this as a uh, like as a teaching moment so um, I'm sure that at times they are like Went, oh my god, I'm so over it. Like every morning when I drop them off to school, I drop them with a quote. Shagun, they are no problems, only solutions. Yes, remind that. <laughs> and as a kid, I know it sounds like so like, oh my god, my mom is such a dog. But I I strongly believe that you know these quotes play, play a very big part in your life my first email address which was like in 99 or whatever my tagline was nothing ventured nothing gained ooh right randomly came to my mind just wrote it it till date is my tagline in fact i've given a tedx talk on it and that is something i strongly live by so if anybody comes up to me and tells me that hey you know what's your mantra in life i'm like listen till the time you don't Go out and take the risk. How do you know what your rewards are? What's the most that will happen you'll fail? Fantastic. But there's also a 50% chance that you might succeed. So are you willing to let go of success because you're too afraid of failure? And I think that is very important. So I think we just need to, w- with kids, right? Like I'm sure even with you, with like it's, it's such a, like to me, it is the toughest thing to do is because you're molding somebody's future. You are... Um, you are responsible, you're responsible to make sure that there is a kind person in this world because this world needs so much more kindness.
0: It does, I, I do two things. I made two rules uh, when I knew I was having a daughter. One, um, and I, I'm, a, I'm a good old boy from Montana. My mom was super religious, little writer of the Sheriff of Nottingham. You know, they were, you know, you spare the rod. The kid goes crazy. And I was like, I, I will never spank my daughter because a man putting hands on a female. Right. I can't say I'm doing this because I love you. And then a man hits her when she's 20. And that's the thing. So I, I didn't do I, I would never do that. And then two, I make it a focal point that she looks in the mirror and she says, I love you to herself out loud, because if you don't love yourself, no one else can truly love you. And then the third thing is I sat down with her. I said, this is the relationship you didn't choose. And I'm crazy. I'm a loon. <laughs> I uh, I stay up late. I wake up early. Dad's got crazy. Things. I have a world-famous DJ through a buddy of mine send me a remix. I mean, this guy plays in Ibiza and Greece. Send me a remix for uh, we're, we're, we're out of school next week. Harper, you play this. This is your jam. She's like, it's not that cool, thanks. But because she's just so used to stuff, right? She's like, nah, whatever. But I, but I was like, hey, you didn't choose this relationship. You got this crazy dad who will, you know, call up Callie Tucker of Nashville and be like, serenade my daughter. And she's like, of course. You didn't choose it. So once a week we sit down. I'm like, how am I doing? Is dad doing good? Is he doing bad? What can we do better? What can I, do? you know? And I remember one time she goes, Dad, sometimes you raise your voice a lot. Sometimes it's on calls with clients. She goes, I don't it, it, I don't like it. Because I'm 6'2, 220 pounds. And and I go, okay. And then about a month and a half later, we're walking through Target. She holds my hand. She goes, Dad, you haven't raised your voice in like a month. Thank you. Aww. And I, I bring it up because folks, if you listen to your kids, and it's not, you know, I want 10 llamas in the backyard. If you listen to your kids, they listen. And it's important that you listen to them because it's it, it's it's not, I mean, it's amazing what they do. And for those who don't have kids, here's the thing. The kids you like, the kids that are well-behaved, guess what? Their parents listen to them. Their parents hold them accountable and they listen to them. This dude, it's it's not rocket science. I wish it was. I wish it was some super cool thing where we're like, yeah, we got the secret. Maybe one day we'll write a book.
1: Yeah. It's not. It's not. And the, and the thing is that each and every kid is so unique. Like there is, there never will be a, there never will be a mold like th- that, that would fit all of them. So yeah. there never would be instructions that would be like at our home, like between my daughter and my son, they're two completely different <laughs> personalities. So what works on her will not work on him. And, and you are like, okay, that's that's what it is. And And I think, that is one of the biggest things is to absolutely enjoy how different everybody is Mm -hmm. right i mean i remember um but it's also the messaging that you send across right like i remember my daughter was in her first grade we are in we're in franklin where the diversity is is minuscule at the best and um my daughter comes back from school one day and she was like really um she she was really upset, and I'm like, "What's going on?" No, nothing, nothing. I'm like, "No, you need to talk to mommy. Like, she'll be able to come up with you know a solution." So she's like, "Oh, um, uh, a kid in my in my class called me black, right?" So I turned to her. I said, "And I said, did you say thank you?" I said, "Black is such a beautiful color." I said, "What's what's the problem?" I said, "Why are you associating that with not being a good thing?" I'm like, and then she's like, "Huh." So, so this is the interesting, I'm like, I said, that's fantastic. I said, it's, it's color, it's beautiful. I said, you should be so lucky that you're so different and unique. And I'm like, the most beautiful flowers in the world are unique. I mean, look at the orchids. They are not like, you know, the good old daisies. They are different. They stand out. So it is, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's the conversation. And it's also the fact is like, you know, there was a part like, um, you know, they could have been somebody who could have been like, how dare they let me go and talk to the teacher? Why? I mean, let the kid process it themselves that, mm-hmm. that, that that there's nothing like, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, this is fantastic. It's beautiful. It's amazing. So So it is, I think it's those small things which go such a long way.
0: I love that. It's, it's so true, you know. And and letting kids navigate those waters, indeed. you know. And I have a problem with that sometimes. I am, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the, uh, the the parent that they are like, oh, Mr. Jepson has sent an email. <laughs> it's uh, because like, you know, I am. I and my wife's like, I'll send the email next time. Don't you worry about it. I'm like, babe, you're so busy. I've got it. She's like, no, I'm not that busy. <laughs>
1: I get her. I get her completely.
0: Yeah, she's like, "I'll go to that meeting." I'm like, "I'd like to come too." She goes, "I'm sure you have a calendar invite from what? Anything? Go I have will a I invite you. Yeah. Exactly. I've <laughs> taken you off this email.
1: I know. Too funny. I love it. I love it.
0: So I know you've got a hard stop here in a couple minutes. Uh, a, a couple things. One, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll work with uh, Becca. We've got a gift for you. We're going to send to you. Uh, no this the, so it, it's for your, your brewery place right so um, this this guy that I know is a buddy of mine he takes ammo cans and he wow. turns them into coolers and they carry oh, a God. six pack of beer
1: oh, that is so cool
0: so all I need from you is what you want on the side of it do you want the dancing spice queen do you want the name of the place do you want one of your restaurants on there whatever you want you don't decide now just lay back and and we'll it'll get made. Surprise it'll get FedExed me. to you. Surprise you, done. Surprise Scott, me. you heard that? We're gonna surprise yeah. Minnie with something me. awesome.
1: Surprise yes. me. Yes, that is the best. Surprise me. That's so that's so kind.
0: Well, Thank no, you. it's I mean it's you know there's um there's a vision down the road. Uh, I don't do advertising this podcast, and we had an opportunity to right before uh, the pandemic hit, us or do about I don't know 150 200 thousand a week now of downloads of this goofy thing but i didn't want to do it during the pandemic i just wanted to give small businesses and people free advertising so i was like if you message me do anything and that that's still to this day i'm like if you're struggling and you're a small business and you direct message at talking during movies i will run a free ad for you i will talk about your product your service your brewery your restaurant
1: you know, it's so important. I have had so many people reach out to me. They're like, we want to send some stuff and all of that. And then, of course, I put it on my social media. And then I go ahead and place the place an order because I don't want to. The thing is that these are all small businesses. And I, as it is, I feel really bad getting things when you know when you know as a small business that everybody's struggling, right? So then I make sure that I like put it on my stories. Then I go ahead and order it and send it across to my sister because I'm like, okay, let me support it in my small way. <laughs> so, so it is, I think it is, I, I think what you're doing is incredible that you're giving platform and a voice to people who, uh, you know, who who need it and i, I think that's that's very important
0: no oh, thank you it's 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 fun it's it's fun to help people it's it's fun to give back it's i, I find a great joy in spending time with people and, and and i find a great joy in in thinking two years down the road you know walking into a like i got to take a, you know it's for the local restaurant i gotta take my kid in Right, we've got a we've got a famous uh, chef here in austin we've got a couple of them but we have she- chef drew he's i mean he was an iron chef and yeah. then we've got another guy who owns a restaurant up the road and harper loves his mac and cheese and then we'll go see chef drew and he'll make her mac and cheese and she's like almost as good as mr J's. mr j owns a pub it's a pub mac and cheese You've got a guy who almost won Iron Chef. And I'm like, you know, Chef, I would like to try. And he goes, Jay, I've already won your heart. Stop. <laughs> let, me, I love it. let me get in on this kid. Oh. Why can't I make the mac and cheese? Oh, yes. like, Why can't I win her over? I go, Chef, I'm going to do a little trick. My kid's playing you. She loves your mac and cheese. She just knows if she keeps saying it this way, you're going to keep trying new creamier mac and cheeses. This is her smart game, boss.
1: Kids. Smart kid. <laughs> go for it, Hopper. So smart. Love
0: it. Just Love crushing it. the game. And then, and then because, you know, she tells Mr. J, she's like, oh, you're still better than the Iron Chef guy, right? He's just giving her mac and cheese. He's like, oh, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want, sweetheart?
1: Yeah. Take my soul. I can so see that. Yes,
0: oh, you can see your kids are like, oh, I got a, I got a game here.
1: Hmm. I know, like, hmm, a little something.
0: Mani, where can where can people find you on social media? How is the best for them to engage with you? And then once again, uh, the the name of the the group that is helping helping your country and your people in India uh, and everything else.
1: So um, you can uh, anybody can get in touch with me on. Um, either uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter or Instagram. My handle is at Manit Shohan. It's the same through and through. I am most active on Instagram. So if you are looking for an answer, uh, you know, send me a message on Instagram. You will absolutely get an answer back. Um, and uh, the group uh, which is helping in India is called the World Central Kitchen. And you can go to their website and there is, um, you know, we are doing this hashtag chefs for India. Uh, so if you can just spread the word, help uh, you know uh, with donations, any small amount helps. Um, I'll go ahead and put it up on Instagram. Also, I keep on constantly doing it on my stories with a link. So um, yeah, as much as you can help, it is so appreciated.
0: I love it. It's, it's weird. And I, I One last question, then I'll get to my closing here. But what's weird is when I open your Instagram, it just yells, the champ is here, the champ is here. And I wonder how you <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I'm not slipping on that. You won. Terminal, I mean, Tournament and, and not only that, like from what everyone says, I mean, the judges even were like, the food here is at a different level. Everything's here. Now, my, my last question to you is, is that different level? Is that how much of that is environment? How much of that is competition? And how much of that is you judging competing and doing everything that all of a sudden you've got this continually growing war chest and no matter what they throw at you you're like "Ooh, i've got an arrow in the quiver for this and i've been waiting to try it
1: so i think i think a win is a culmination of all of these things it's okay. not one thing there is not one strategy for it it is i mean definitely all the judging and competing i've done my entire life has resulted in me being where i am uh, the environment absolutely right but that is what a chef is a chef is constantly working under stress in in stressful environments and and uh, you know that kind of sets you up a Saturday night with tickets not you know stopping to spit out of the machine is what sets you up to work under pressure right under the time uh, constraint so I do think that I do think that this win is a culmination of you know my, my life's work the fact that you know you never know what you learn uh, at a random moment, which is going to come up, and you've got to, you know, just go ahead and present it. And that, I think, is is uh, to me in a nutshell. It's. I wish that, that there was a there was a formula because I would apply it next year again when I go. There isn't. You just get in and do your best. And the most important thing is cook your food. Don't try to don't try to see that. Oh, that is my competitor you know, he or she is very good at spices. So I'm going to put spices in my dish when I don't know how to use spices. Play to your strengths, not not to somebody else's.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, it always, it blows me away. You know, we can go to the store, you can buy a banana, and go buy one of those pesky little avocado jerks, right? And you're like, are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, you're already spoiled. But we get to play the game and we get to go back again and buy it. We get, we get to keep playing that dumb game. Oh, the bananas are bad. Let's make banana bread. We, uh, the one thing we don't get back is time. And it always blows me away. And it really, it, 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 it's emotional to me every time because you don't know me from Adam. And you spend an hour with me just talking, sharing personal details and information and insights. You know, we could have
1: continued on for another, another, hour. this is the, the, the problem with me is that I love to talk so yeah. it could get, can go on and on and on. Uh, but yeah, well, I,
0: I appreciate, I really do. I appreciate your time. And now is everyone else's favorite time of the podcast where my daughter sings about the first time she took a shit by herself at two years old and came waddling out and asked for a high five and the poops and everything else. So with that said, Manish Shohan, you are a rock star. You're an amazing person. I love that you are using your world and your influence to not only change and broaden the American palate with your cookbooks, your restaurants, your breweries, and everything else you're doing, but you're using that influence to help feed people all around the world. And you never forgot where you came from. Uh, You're a beautiful person. You're amazing. I hope one day uh, you can come on again. And if I move to Nashville, you're getting a DM from a young lady, okay?
1: Fantastic. I look forward to it. And I really look forward to meeting your daughter.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week, folks. This is Talking During Movies. Here's the kids singing. Mani, we love you. Thank you. Be good.
1: Take care. Bye.
0: Bye Bye-bye.